show that brings you all the results, news, and online shenanigans that make being online a good time. We'd like to say thank you to Fly Racing for their support of Seat Time. Please go check them out at flyracing.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome to Seat Time. This is Brian Pierce here. Just want to welcome you guys to episode 71. We have some fun new guests on. As you can tell, obviously, again, I apologize for the fact that we are behind schedule. My buddy, Stephen Rice, who I was telling you about last week, he's here again. Uh, he's actually able to talk this time. He's going to give us some uh, some feedback as we go through all this stuff. Uh, and he's actually running the controls, so we'll kind of see how this goes. It's going to be interesting. As you could tell, I'm back on the couch. I've got my microphone here set up. So this may be something you guys see more of. This may be something you guys see absolutely no more of. We're going to kind of see how it goes and as we move forward. I've got my trusty four-wheeler here, so we're going to be able to listen to uh, four-wheeler noises all night. But the fun part is, is we have our guest, Jacob Argabright. Now, I'm going to try to see if I actually pronounced it correct. How close did I get? Uh, pretty close. You just messed up on the argue part. Argue or argue, what is it? Like, you're arguing with a bright person. Argue bright. Argue bright. So I think I think there I like it better as argue. That, I've had people call me that. Uh, as well as Jakey, apparently. People like to call you Jakey. <laughs> yeah, that's that's only for the girlfriend. Oh, that's not what she said. She's like, oh, everybody loves to call him that. Uh, that's what she says, but I think she, uh, I think she wants that privilege. <laughs> she says that, but she doesn't understand that that's not the case at all. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I understand. All right. Well, we have to say thank you very much for being on Seat Time this kind of evening. I'm sorry for taking up so much of your time as we were trying to get everything set up. But tell us, as we like to ask everyone, how is your evening going, kind sir? It is wonderful. I am tired. I just got back from King of Moto's practice, but I'm happy to be on the show. Heck yeah. King of Moto's practice? Okay. So what does one yeah. do when they're practicing for King of Moto's? Just look at rocks, go up them, and try not to hurt yourself. So there's actually no technical ability whatsoever? It's just balls out? Well, that's what I was doing today. Um, I don't have that much technical ability, but I just replace it with balls. Right, <laughs> I tried to do that when I was a you know a freshman in high school, and unfortunately, all the chicks caught on, and it didn't take for a while. So it's unfortunate. But uh, so you did an amazing job this past weekend at the National Hare and Hound. You got to fight a little bit with David Camo. Uh, Kendall Norman was first, David Camo second, and you in third place on the podium. So obviously, we want to know about your weekend. Please tell us how it went down. Uh, it was a good weekend. Um, I left Saturday morning for my new house in Phelan. Went riding. The dirt was amazing. It rained. You know, hit some berms, hit some jumps. And then what else did I do? Saturday night, we had a slow race for uh, the Rescue 3, which is like a charity thing. Um, mm -hmm. That was fun. We uh, just, you know, it's like 100 feet. Go as slow as you can. It was came down be between uh, me and Kurt Caselli. We're doing good. Uh, I guess uh, Verb Off-Road wanted to help because uh, Meg came in and started ramming her with her bike. And then I uh, I started uh, stepping on his number plate. That was fun. And then uh, I ended up winning that. And, um, so wait, explain more about the slow race. Like Meg getting rammed and you stepping on her number plate. Oh no, I was stepping on Kurt's number plate. Well, so like uh, it was me, Kurt. We were cutting each other off, going all slow. And uh -huh. uh, you know I wasn't doing too well. So she came to the rescue and helped me out and uh, started just like ramming it. Just, Aha. Uh -huh. This is much more interesting now. So what I'm getting here is that this is the where you kind of stand up on the bike and try to see who can go the slowest. Is that what I'm Yeah, with Yeah, without putting your foot down. There it is. There it is. I was just trying to have a visual, figure it oh, out, yeah, you know. Yeah. I could pick Kurt Caselli. You know, that's easy. I know what he looks like, but I'm just trying to picture you guys going as slow as possible. I think it's a little bit more interesting. So what do you yeah. think the longest amount of time you could stand on your bike without putting your foot down? Well, uh, probably a minute. A minute? And that's full-on track yeah. stand? Or is that, you know, kind of a little bit of momentum trying to move back and forth? A little bit of momentum. I mean, like, at a pause, probably like 30 seconds, and then I'd lose it. Right. I think you need to practice with some of the track guys, the velodrome, you know, cyclists, because those dudes, man, I don't know. They could get in a track oh, dude, stand and just hang gnarly. forever. Yeah. Nothing. Hello? So, 
Yeah. When was the last time that you actually wore spandex? Spandex. Since we're talking about cyclists. Like a full spandex or like... I mean, maybe I last night. Spandex. I don't. I don't know how crazy last night got for you, no. but you know, I mean. I mean, well, actually, I wore spandex pants today under my gear. Hey, that's a start. Okay, do you prefer chamois or no chamois in your spandex cycling shorts? Chamois. So with a chamois. Okay, so that's good. There's guys out there that like totally wear just their underwear, like cotton underwear. There's no way in hell I could ever ride like that. What do you I mean? Would you ever try to ride like that? No way, man. I get I get such bad monkey butt. Yeah, monkey butt. I haven't heard that in forever. That is great. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Okay, so we know that you and Kirk Caselli were getting banged by Meg Saturday night during the slow competition, but yeah. On Sunday, when you guys went and raced, we know that uh, Caselli didn't have the best race, but it's, he also got the Sportsman of the Race Award, pretty much. But tell us about For your sure. race. We want to kind of know, you know, you're try to have fun at all the bomb runs that you do from the email I got from you. But, you know, take us through that. I've never done a National Heron Hound. I've never talked to you on the internet. Let's have a conversation about it. All right. You want me to start with picking my line out? Or just Hell yeah! Race. Tell me about how you pick a line out because I don't know how to do it. <laughs> you know, I I wouldn't get advice from me about that. Apparently, I'm not that good because after all my troubles Sunday morning, I ended up like 17, which is not where I should be. Yeah, it's but, it looked like you made up that 17th to like second in one lap and one loop, right? Yeah, um, yeah. Thank God for the rain. I mean, if it wasn't for the rain, it would have been a lot worse. I uh, just. I don't know. The The bomb was weird. Like, it was a mile and a half long, and uh, you can go wherever you want, but it went into some hills, and it just – all the trails were going which way, and it just I, – I just couldn't pick one. I was there for an hour and a half just trying to find one, and I couldn't find one. Um, and so uh, – Go ahead. Oh, yeah. So, I, you know, at the end, I found one. I just wasn't happy with it, and I just – said screw it I'm just gonna go with this one and see where I go you know right um how long is your typical bomb run so like if you're like okay the start line is gonna be here and then you're picking a line essentially for how long I mean a mile half a mile uh the minimum for a heron hound is a mile and a half and it's usually between a mile and a half to probably three miles okay and so for that mile and a half to three miles i mean you're walking that whole time trying to figure out where all the you know divots are at and the creek beds and stuff big rocks that would kill you like kind of a situation yeah pretty much yeah so if we can die. if we can ride it yeah if we can ride it you know i i go out and move rocks is you got to be pinned if you're not pinned then you're not going to get that whole shot and that whole shot means everything right did you uh happen to watch bo cottonen's video from this past weekend yeah it was pretty awesome did you um who who was the two stroke rider that he actually had the helmet cam footage of on the bomb run? Skyler House. Okay. Did you notice, I guess about ten seconds into the bomb run, the guy that hits the rock and goes over the handlebars? Yeah, that that was gnarly. I thought that was Kurt for a while, but it, it's not. It was uh, Nick Thompson. That was crazy. Dude, was that guy okay? Because that. I didn't know about that until I watched that video, and I'm sitting there jaw dropped about that. I was like, "Oh my gosh, that looks serious." Yeah, he. Um, I don't know what exactly he uh, had a compound fracture in his forearm or something like that. Oh, it was gnarly. So that for those of you that are not scientists, when he says compound, that means that it compounded outside of the skin. So if he broke his bone and he compounded it, that means it's like sticking out and it's waving at you, and the pain is probably yeah, kicking in. Yeah, that's bad. Have you ever compounded a bone before? No, I have not. No, Thankfully. that's okay. I haven't either. I've like broken a collarbone. Like I'm the biggest wuss yeah, ever. So that's what I say. I broke my collarbone at this race last year, and that was about the worst I've done to myself. Hmm. That's okay. I'm pretty sure uh, Meg's got some ideas for you. She's just gonna beat you down. Mm-hmm. That's it. What? Hello? <laughs> yeah, we're here. Okay. So now you've got your line semi-picked out because you're kind of like, oh, I'm not feeling too good about it, but you know, take us through the rest of you know trying to figure out the race and moving forward. Um, okay, so I got my bottom line. 
got uh, on the line, you know, did the riders meeting. We went. I got a first kick start, thankfully. And actually, at this race, it didn't really matter too much because the dirt was like brown. It was perfect. But uh, got out, got to 17th or something like that. And, um, and then uh, we get, got past the bomb. We got on the trail. I, uh, I saw Kendall and... Um, to the to the left of us, there's just a line of people. The you know the people in front of us, right? And uh, I just we just I followed him when we just started picking people off. We were going through the rocks, just just trying to hold on and not fall. But uh, got up to I think before I lost Kendall. What did I get? I got up to like fourth or third, and that was that was in like five ten miles. Hmm. So and, and that was on. And which loop was that on? The first loop. Oh, that was on the first loop. Okay. Man, that's awesome that you guys were able to do that so early on. Yeah, it was good. And then um, then the, the guy we're talking about, Skyler, I got behind him, and uh, I just couldn't get around him in this one canyon, and I ended up uh, bumping bars a little bit with him. I felt bad. but Of course. And then, I, you know, yeah. Yeah, I'm not, I'm not typically a dirty racer, so I felt a little bad, but then I got around him, and then, yo. Sponsors. That's okay. We'll talk about your hair a little bit. (laughs) Yeah. I I desperately need a haircut. I mean, I was going to say something, but it's not my place. But now that we brought it up, so. No, it's all good. Um, (laughs) So I got around Skylar, kept going. Who was I behind then? Oh, I got around David, around downhill. And then uh, after that, I was in second till the pits. And dirt was awesome. I was having a good time, and then we got to this one area called Cougar Buttes, which is just massive boulders. And um, is that kind of like a little all the cougars in California? Oh, they have massive boulders. Yeah. Rare. But. <laughs> Max says I need to turn my hat back around. Hold on. <laughs> is your mom sitting over there, by the way, or is that really Meg that keeps? No, she's actually. No, she's actually like a hundred feet from me. She's not in the same room though. Hmm, that's a really big room. Yeah, it's a big room. Um, so what was I saying? Where was that? Oh, we were talking uh, about the canyon. Uh, the oh the the cougars boulders, cougars. Boulders. Oh yeah, the the cougar beats boulders, giant boulders. So I was going down a hill. I just lost the front end, and I ended up endoing. Kind of. Knocked my marbles around a little bit, so it took me a little bit to get back on. So I got back on, I got going, and as soon as I got going, David Camel comes around and passes me. So oh. I'm like, shoot, I, I, I'm, and I'm mad, I'm, because I was in second most of the race, so I'm amped up. So we got, I think, around 15 miles to go back to camp. So we get going, and um, I start following him, and I don't want to let him go. I want to get him. Yeah. And so we get to this, we get to Anderson, which is another. Uh, campground like Cougar Buttes and I just go inside to outside and I get around him and I get around him so I'm like yeah so I keep going and then what happened um, oh yeah so we so we got to this downhill I took the right side which was way slower he took the left side and just just bonsai past me we had a uh, once he got around we had a uh, five miles to go and I just if he would have made a mistake, I would have got him. But he was riding really good, mm-hmm. and I was—I just—I couldn't do it. I—I'm—I'm I'm a little mad about it, but I was just really close. Yeah. Um. So in that situation, though, I mean, was it? Was it really? I mean, it's kind of hard to say. Was he out riding you? Was he picking better lines than you? What do you really think it was that you could have done different? You know, now that you've had a chance to look back on it. Uh, he was he he outrode me. I okay. you know I tried to pick better lines, but you know he he was just right there. He was definitely riding really well for sure. Awesome. Um, question about that. Both of you guys are. are I want to know more about your team. So that's something I want to know. But are you guys kind of both on the same privateer esque level when it comes to the bikes that you're riding and the support that you have? Uh yeah. I mean he's. Um, because he I know he's sponsored not with- by. I don't know if he's still with Honda. Didn't they kind of not give him a contract for 2013? I don't know. Well, I'm sure they will because, I mean, Johnny was in Dakar this whole time, so I'm sure they'll give right. him a contract. I mean, they won the Baja, so. 
Yeah, I would think the same thing. Okay, finish up the rest about your race, and then we want to know more about your 2013 team and all your kind of sponsors and stuff. So finish up. Tell me, tell me how it was coming into the podium. Last loop. Oh my gosh, third place. Um, out of breath for sure. We were huffing and puffing. Um, I was relieved to get in. Long race. Was out of breath, but I really, I just wanted to figure out what happened to Kirk. I, I passed him, you know. Um, back on the first lap, and I was just wondering what happened to him. Right. And then, yeah, I, uh, I don't know. I just heard it was something to do with his rear brakes, and then after he kind of they got it swapped out and figured out was when he wound up coming across his buddy. Is that with the broken leg? Is that kind of what you heard as well? Yeah, that's what I just heard. And I actually just read on uh, District Thirty Seven our uh, website that um, I guess he left his bike out there, and Anthony had to go get it last night. Whoa. Yeah. Hey boss, would you mind go picking up my, you know, twelve thousand yeah. dollar piece of machinery from the middle of nowhere? I, I know. If, if I would have, I don't want to went and got it for him. I might have, yeah. you know, t- rode it for a little bit. <laughs> like I'm suddenly riding a KTM. Yeah. How cool would it be if it had an air shock on it? You know, you go get it. You're like, what's up, Dungy? Yeah, I don't know about that. Yeah. What do you mean? What do you mean? I I I don't know about the air shock, man. I'm I'm I'm. I'm voting for the spring. Okay, but why? I don't know that much about air. I mean, I'm open to it. I just don't you breathe air. I, you breathe air. Yeah, well, I, I like air, but I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if my suspension does. That's true. That's true. Well, there's still air in there, and the air in the yeah. Oil. But you gotta bleed, you gotta bleed the forks. See, your forks you do. don't like air. You do, but I. Okay, so, I mean, no, yeah, you're right. You definitely have to bleed your forks. Yeah. I don't know. I want to try to get all scientific on that, but honestly, right off the top of my head, I got nothing. Yeah, I'm on your level. Don't worry. Yeah. I wonder if it has anything to do with cavitation of the oil, which would be air bubbles in the oil coming to the surface. All right. Yeah. Now I'm just pulling for strings to actually sound smart. It's not going to happen. I threw out my one big word for the evening, so we're good. <laughs> um, so you come through. You're all pumped. You're all tired. You're like, "Oh my god, I'm on the podium, third place. What's yeah. up?" You know, who do you who do you give your shout outs to? Do you high five anybody? You know, do you just like act the gangster, or what's the what's the throwdown? Well, that that race they have Carl's Jr. there, so I was looking for some Carl's Jr. <laughs> they have Carl's Jr. at the race. Well, this one they do. They have a truck that comes out down this dirt road. It's like a five mile dirt road. They come out. They have hamburgers. I mean. It's not a great selection, but it, it's Carl's Jr. in the middle of the desert. Mm-hmm. That's what I want. Yeah. But so you're not right one out. of the big gluten-free? No. Ah. Give me my grease. Give me my crappy food. I want to eat it, right? Yeah. After after a race. Just after a race. I don't know. <laughs> Did that hurt your ears? Yeah. <laughs> You hear that? Yeah, what is that? That's my five-month-old's uh, little, this is his little uh, four-wheeler. And it's got oh, the nice. little, it's like a little power wheels, but without the power. So it's just the wheels, and it's got like little noises for him. <laughs> Should ride it around. So, hey, don't you test me. Uh, but I figure for right now, because of the fact that I don't sound, I guess, interesting enough, I've got to come up with. On little buttons to push so hey i think you're interesting thank you buddy can you see it on here yeah I put it more on the screen i can barely see it there you go yeah for anybody that's wondering uh jacob actually has a little bit of a different view than the one that you guys have i know that everyone who's watching live or that's watching this or listened to on the podcast can actually see my hand resting on it but uh jacob doesn't have the same view so sometimes you know, the view he has is I actually of me not having pants on. So Wait, am I supposed to see you? No, you're seeing me. You should be able to. Okay, yeah. 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 I lied to him. That's actually a picture of me nude. That's just what I'm sending over to him the whole time, so that way it's a little bit more interesting. Right? Yeah. Yeah, it, it's keeping me interested. If nothing else. Oh, hey, shit. Someone joined us. Oh! What is up? I'm not gonna lie. This night is gonna be a long, interesting one for sure. Hey, Steven, I think when uh, hey Brad, are you there? Oh, well, 
It looks like you joined. Talk. You. Oh, interestingly nice. All right. Brad's here, so obviously this is going to get really interesting as we go forward. Jacob, don't go anywhere because we want you guys to keep talking about each other and make fun of each other for you know the weekend as things go on. But I'm going to take a quick break to say thank you very much to one of our partners. Obviously, this is Sea Time, and this year for 2013, Sea Time is brought to you by Fly Racing. You can check out Fly Racing yeah. at flyracing.com. Yeah. I think all of you guys are fly guys, right? Yeah, I just joined Fly this year. I'm stoked on it. Hell yeah. And then, Mr. Bakken, are you still in fly? Mm-hmm. Look at that shirt. Hell yeah, you are. Okay, so one of the uh, nice little things that just came out that I wanted to tell you guys about with Fly Racing is their new uh, Pro Chest Protector. Now, this is an actual chest protector because there's a difference between chest protectors, which can actually protect your chest and your back from actual dirt and rocks and things that can hurt you, opposed to a roost deflector, which isn't as thick and it doesn't have the same protection as an actual chest protector would have. So I want to tell you guys about this because it's very neat that they've come into a partnership with Liat. And so Liat is designing, um, all of developing all of these uh, new products and Fly is doing all the awesome design work on there. So it's a really neat partnership that they have. What's really cool about this is the fact that because of the fact that they're doing this with Liat, they, everything works together. So if you were to get the Fly Racing Valor Neck Brace, which is designed uh, and developed by Liat, it would be able to work with the new Adventure Neck Brace or the Adventure Chest Protector and you are set. What I, I tested this thing out a little bit this past weekend. What I liked about it is very, very adjustable. Um, I have a very odd-shaped chest and really arms, really long arms, uh, very easily adjustable. I was able to figure out how it needed to fit me within about five minutes, and then I was able to put on the Liat neck brace, the Valor uh, Fly Racing neck brace, and boom. It attaches with the neat little attachments that they have there so that you, know, that you don't have to have all the extra Liat straps. Very, very fun. Very, very cool. Everybody should go check it out. Flyracing.com. We obviously appreciate them for their support. So very, very cool to have them on the show, and we will have them on the show for the rest of the year. So it's fantastic time, fantastic time. The reason why I keep taking my headphones off for some of you guys is because I get mad feedback and we're trying to figure it out. All right, so Jacob was on the West Coast this year, and now we've got Brad Bakken, who is on the East Coast, and you just drank... Uh, drink you just raced the burnt gin hair scramble which was round one of the eastern hair scramble series so tell us a little about how that went down for you he looks really confused folks he looks really confused can you hear me i can you can i can sweet oh yeah <laughs> 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 it was a good race. Um, there was a bunch of top riders there, um, and it was, it was a pretty long race. It was 15 mile um, laps, and we did six laps, and pretty pretty tight trails. Um, got a decent start. Got yeah, I got a <laughs> got, phone ringing. Oh gosh. Um, got Don't like worry, that's just the naked picture of me I sent you. And kind of worked my way up to about eighth. And on the first lap, I got lost, so went back to about fifteenth. Um, and then worked my way back up to eighth. I was riding uh, with Rory Mead and Chris Bach for a while, and then um, they got around a lapper, and the lapper pulled right back out in front of me, and I ran right into the back woman broke some bones in my foot and my toes and stuff. It's a little gnarly, but kept kept getting it. And, You're not um, supposed to do that before the season actually starts. I know. I know. What's up with that? <laughs> but um, kept getting it. I almost actually pulled off because I felt like my boot filling up with blood. But I figured it, <laughs> if I could keep riding, it would be good enough. So kept going. And... Um, you're like, it's a leather boot. It's tight. Let's go with it. No, oh, yeah. Yeah, I just got a, my fresh, fresh set of Garnets the day before, so I'm lucky I had those guys on. And then going into the last lap, I was in six behind Bach, and I was about 56 seconds behind him. I called up to him with about a mile to go, 
and actually ran into his back tire in a tight section and tipped over and got back up and caught back up to him with about like three turns to go and couldn't really make anything happen. But right. I was pumped with getting a six for the first race with a stack field. There's some good guys behind me, so I'm happy. Yeah, no, I mean, it sounds like you had quite a lot going on, so the fact that you got the result that you did out of that is actually quite quite amazing. Now, uh, I'm going to kind of go back and forth with this. So, Jacob, did you actually get to see some of the guys that were out at this hair scramble this past weekend on the East Coast? Uh, no, I did not. That's okay. But I'm going to tell you because I'm going to fill you in on this. It pretty much was right, fill me in. The, the unofficial start to the GNCC series. I think everybody was there. They even had Mike Lafferty. They had Russell Bobbitt out there, Nick Farringer, nice. uh, Charlie Mullins come away with the win. There was a lot, a lot going on out there. It was pretty insane. Yeah, it was pretty much the top 10 in the XC1 class and like probably about the top 8 in the XC2 class, and then a bunch of the National Enduro guys came out too. So it was pretty stacked field. So tell us a little bit about how the terrain was out there. Um, it was it was pretty fast. Um, it you would think it'd get a little more sand whooped um, because it's in the it was in the sand, but it was more choppy than anything. Um, had probably about ten miles of it was pretty pretty dang fast, but there was quite a few tight sections that I liked because I'm more of an enduro guy, so. Right. Right. Um, but it was fun. Well, uh, well uh, so the bird so gin, that's been going, going on for a while, while actually, while, hasn't it? Yeah, yeah, it's been around for a while. Um, it, was, it was one of the, I think it was the first national hair scramble last year also. So um, it was definitely the start to the season with everyone out there. Nice. Well, uh, well uh, we were just we were about just to start about talking about the 2013 year. So we're going to kind of, like I said, I want to kind of go back and forth to figure out what everybody's kind of got going on their plates for 2013. So, Jacob, we want to know a little bit about everything that's going on for you in the West Coast uh, and with your ride for 2013. Oh, I, I can barely hear you. What was that? Yeah, your ride, 2013. What's going on? Um, my ride. Well... Sponsored by Off-Road Support and Cowie of Simi Valley. They're big help. I will be doing the National Hair and Hand Series, Enduro Cross, and maybe ISDE. Oh, maybe ISDE. So does that mean that you're going to attempt to qualify in Idaho? Yes, it will. Awesome. Have you ridden there before? Uh, at a national, but not at the area we'll be, we will be going to. Okay. I'm going to tell you right now, it's going to be the most fun two days of your life. I rode uh, really? at the qualifier last year, and it's, um, excuse me, absolutely amazing. My 27-hour drive to get there and to get home was interesting, to say the least. We were spaced out like crazy, but it was a ton of fun. It was super awesome. You're going to enjoy it. So I look forward to hearing about that because that's going to be, what, the first weekend in June, I believe? Yeah, something like that. But I'm I'm super excited to do it, and I hope I qualify because I want to go to Italy for sure. Oh, dude, yeah, that's gonna be awesome. Yeah, like Italians on the beach. What's up? Right. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm just excited for something I know because I know they like the ISD has been like wet and like East Coasty. I'm down with sand, which is what Italy is. So. Right. Yeah. No. And then it's in Argentina the year after that, so you could even if you know say if. If you went and you did fantastic or you didn't qualify or whatever, you could then for, try for 2014 or go again. And uh, yeah, you probably yeah. wind up having a lot more sand to play in. <laughs> yeah. I think Brad's over there breaking stuff on us. Yeah, I'm trying to get some headphones working. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, if anybody's wondering where we're getting some of that fun feedback, it's because of the fact that Brad's not wearing headphones. <laughs> I was trying to rock my skull candies, but it didn't use the mic right when I used those, so switched That's it up. Okay. Can you hear me now? Yeah, I can hear you fantastically. Perfect. What about, can you hear me? Oh, yeah. Yeah, how do I sound? It's it's amazing on this end. Pretty much the best Tuesday night you've ever had on the internet? Pretty close, pretty close. Yeah, I figured <laughs> as much. All right, so we now know 
what Jacob's got going on a little bit for 2013, even though it's a little convoluted. We're going to find out more. But what do you have going on for 2013? Are you revisiting what we've seen in the past from you? Or is there something new, things changing? You know, what's going on? Uh, it's pretty much the same deal. Um, I'm on the same team, the Omar Yamaha Reigns Riding University, offrandviking.com team, um, doing all the national enduros and then all the GNCCs. So pretty much the same deal as I've been doing. Um, so looking forward to getting started doing this hair scramble this past weekend. I'm doing something there enduro this coming weekend. Um, and then I think I have a weekend off and then start off the National Enduro Series um, in Georgia. Yeah? Are you going to be uh, doing the J-Day down there in Florida? I'd like to. Man, those things look really cool. Um, but I don't, I don't know. With it being two days before the first GNCC, it's a little bit of a risk <laughs> going into the first GNCC, and I don't want to do anything stupid, you know? That's true. That's true. That's a good point. Uh, Jacob, have you had a chance to check out any of the, uh, you know, the, the J-Day videos or races that have gone on on the Northeast? Yeah, Meg showed me a couple of clips. They look, uh, the videos are good and the train looks fun. Yeah. Do you think I, that that type of racing and that, you know, what they're used to terrain-wise up Northeast is going to translate well to Florida, to the South? I, I don't know. Is that your professional opinion? <laughs> yeah, that's, that is my professional opinion. I mean, I, I, I don't know about the East Coast. I mean, these those guys are so fast. They're crazy. Yeah, it, 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 those guys up in the Northeast seem to be. I don't know if it's the videos or the way the tracks are laid out or whatever it is that's going on, but those guys look retarded fast. Um, so, and I mean, obviously, not that you guys don't, but it's just. I don't know if it's it's just different sometimes and it's weird and I want to see it in person. And I hope I get a chance. So I'm looking forward to more J Day, looking to see what's going on. Okay, so 2013 for you, Jacob. You're gonna be back on the Kawasaki. Yes, I am. Okay, I saw you there this past weekend. Just wanted to make sure that moving forward that that's what we were gonna be seeing. So yeah. what what's the next race that you have coming up that you're looking forward to? King of the Motos. King of the I'm Motos. So that's what proud. we were talking about with you and your balls and the boulders and crazy lines and stuff right yeah 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 so you're gonna win it yeah i'm gonna try to do it it's 160 miles Whew. we're we're figuring if you go 20 miles an hour that like an average it's gonna take you seven hours it's gonna be a long day i'm i might have some lights ready <laughs> that's probably not a bad idea uh brad if you were given the chance would you come over and try to do king of the motos on the west coast yeah i definitely like to try something out like that i've never um, even really ridden West Coast stuff. I mean, I've been in Texas and Wyoming for Enduros, but they try to tighten them up a little bit. Um, yeah, for sure. But I think it'd be cool. It'd be something different. All right. Well, make sure you put a bash guard underneath your bike if you do, because those rocks don't move at all. <laughs> oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Uh, of course, we have to say thank you to another one of our partners really quick because of the fact that they're awesome and we really appreciate all of their support. So one of our other partners that has really started to help us out is Squarespace. For those of you who do not know, squarespace.com is a CMS system that you can go check out. It is the best way to build ex exceptional websites. What they do is they offer, they offer, offer, hosting and software so that way you have the ability to go in and you can create your own personal website right there on the fly um, and you can do you can get creative if you want to they have that ability but if not their templates are actually they're awesome they're really really easy for people to use you can upload all your pictures all your videos you can put up your blog post so squarespace.com slash seat time is the link that you want to go to and of course because of the fact that they're a fantastic sponsor of seat time they are offering 10% off your first purchase so if you were to put in the offer code seat time one then you would be able to get 10% off of your first purchase so go check it out squarespace.com slash seat time the offer code is seat time one and that way you get to have a free trial offer and find out about their 24-hour customer support. And what? Awesome. All right. Of course, we apologize for the fact that we have to do that, but it happens. Got to pay the bills. The internet is not free. It's quite unfortunate. All right. So we've kind of moved on to all this fun stuff. We were talking about the Enduros a little bit and the GNCCs and what's going on in the West Coast. But let's talk a little more personal. 
Okay, let's do that. So, Brad, you just apparently broke your foot, and you're okay with that, and you're going to keep riding. Is that correct? No, yeah. Yeah, I mean, I I did it on the third lap, and it was not even halfway through the race, and just kept getting it. Just um, the, Probably the hardest thing about the race this coming weekend is just putting my foot in the boot before the actual race starts. But once I get it on, it should be good to go. <laughs> All right, and... Uh, it's apparently the chat room is wondering and wanting to know if you know who Dick Lovin is. <laughs> no, I don't. But um, I'm sure uh, Bolton probably does very well. I'm pretty sure he's ridden Dick Lovin many a times. <laughs> Maybe ridden with, ridden on, ridden next to, ridden around. <laughs> <laughs> yes. All right, so do you have a nickname? Um, some people call me Bacon because my last name is kind of says Bacon, but it's, it's really Bakken. And um, but that's really it. N nothing too much. Uh, something like that. Jason Rains always calls me Bacon on all my boxes he sends me and stuff. So, <laughs> <laughs> but that's about it. Yeah. All right, what about you, Jacob? Do you have any fun nicknames or fun personal stories you wanted to share with us? Mm, well, some people call me Jake the Snake, and... Yo, make what? No, that's... No, 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 they don't. Um, I re-broke my finger. <laughs> that is... What is that? That is my pinky that I re-messed up today. Man, Meg yeah. beats you up too much. You know that, right? You could call somebody. Yeah. No, she. I do. I definitely need to call someone. She beats me up. I mean, after after I get off this call, she's probably gonna take me out back and beat me. All right. Well, just make sure you put your iPhone somewhere and videotape it because people pay for that. You know that. I mean, you could be rich. I I could, but then she'd probably beat me for that. <laughs> I guess you got to figure out if you want the money or more beatings because you just got to make yourself happy. You know. Yeah, you just got to draw the line somewhere. And for you, that's apparently the money. You just you rather have the beatings. So, yeah, when are you gonna win your hair and hound championship? This year, I'm in a good position, and I'm stoked about it. Yes. Hello. Yeah. No, we're here. What'd you say? Oh no. Uh. Okay. So this year, you're in a good position. What What kind of consistency? What is it gonna take for you to you know, to be able to, you know, beat the likes of Kendall Normans, David Camos, and Kirk Caselli's, and, you know, all the other guys out there? Um, I got to do third or better, and I really want just a lot of wins. I mean, last year I was just going for podiums, but I, I'm really hungry for wins this year. That's first and seconds, that's what's going to get you the title, and you just have to finish all the races. All right. Okay. Okay. That's good. Now, Brad. Yes. You, we haven't really started off the National Enduro yet. Obviously, that hair scramble seemed like it was a pretty good lead-in for a lot of people. I mean, Charlie Mullins now has won two races in a row. He doesn't need to race back into shape. He obviously is already kind of in shape. He's ready to kick ass and take names. So, you know, when you're competing against him for the National Enduro title, what is it going to take to take down him and the Stuart Baylors and Russell Bobbitts, Mike Lafferty's, and guys like that to compete, you know, on the top, the top podium level? Um, the, well, the biggest thing with Enduro is there, it's not, I mean, you def, obviously have to be on, in shape to ride dirt bikes, but, um, for Enduro's, it's more just short sprints, and it's more about just being really consistently fast, um, every section through the day, and I feel like I've been just getting stronger, like my last Enduro last year, I got on the podium, um, so hopefully just roll it into this season and keep staying up there with those guys. They're really fast and they're really knowledgeable about um, racing enduro. So yeah, hopefully bring some of my experience into it and get a win. I haven't got a win in a national enduro yet. I've been on the podium a couple of times, but definitely like to be on that top spot. Heck yeah. Uh, are you riding your 250F this year or are you going to be back on the two-stroke? Um, I'm riding my 250F um, okay. again this year. I, I just feel a little more comfortable on it. Um, it 
it stays a little more planted, like all you four-stroke riders know. They just stick to the ground a little more than two-stroke. Right. Um, but and it's good because in enduros, it's not as how fast your bike will go. It's more about being nimble and really being able to wiggle your way through the trees. Um, East Coast wiggle. That's what I'm talking about. <laughs> All day. But, <laughs> um, but yeah, just stay consistent and um, be the top top guys every weekend, you know? It's, it's interesting that you mentioned that you think that the 250F wiggles better on the East if you guys uh, East Coast wiggle. Uh, when most people would say that that's what they feel that the two-stroke does because of the fact that even though the bike doesn't weigh a ton more or less, mm-hmm. it's that it doesn't seem to have the rotational weight that a four-stroke would have. Yeah, um, I, I agree with that. It, it It's a little more flickable, the two-stroke, but that YZ250 two-stroke has so much dang power. It's, Ungodly power? <laughs> yeah, it, I put a 13-inch inch flywheel weight on it um and like put a 48 tooth sprocket on the rear just to try to tame it down and it's still freaking would rip out of my hands in some of the wood like tight stuff so right um it, i feel a 250s a little more usable power now we got country music i love it oh yeah but yeah <laughs> kill it all right so jacob you're going to be coming on to the king of motos coming up obviously very soon do you think that guys like uh graham jarvis you know taddy bazuziaks and the david knights and stuff i don't know if all those guys are going to be there but graham jarvis since he won last year is going to be there this year uh do you Mm -hmm. you think you've got a lot for them yeah i do i have um a lot of like hometown experience. I mean, I race out there all the time. I know a lot of the right. trails. I'm just, I'm just so comfortable in that terrain. That's that's. I mean, that, that's what I have to bring to the table. It's just that for sure. That's gonna be a big part of it. Yeah. No knowledge of local terrain in those situations have definitely been seen to help people really escalate uh, or elevate sometimes the results that they get. Um, I mean, that's gonna be a pretty large you know playing field with all those that world talent. So. Obviously, in that situation, I, I wish you the best because I would perform very poorly. Um, I would probably. Hey, hey, man! If you come out, I'll pitch you. I'll, we'll pitch you. You'll pit me, huh? Is there like an yeah. amateur program, like a super amateur there, program? There's pro, expert, and team. I don't know what the team rules are, but you, <laughs> like, I think you team up with someone. Does that mean that you can race and I can drink? Is that would that be fair? If if that's what you want, sure. Yeah, that's that's the experience I'm coming to California for, <laughs> so I can learn. I can drink in the desert. That's that's unfortunate. Just put some in your camelback. Yeah, I that's not safe. I mean, I know that. that <laughs> I know where that's going to lead. I've been dehydrated before without trying to ride a motorcycle, let alone doing that and then trying to actually yeah. ride over rocks in these boulders of cougars that you talk about. So, do you know any of the fun nicknames of these uh, situations at the King of the Motos of the sections? I don't. I know, like, I know some of the trails are named like Sledgehammer, Jackhammer, and, like Backdoor. I don't know. That's all I know. So it it went from like semi dirty to dirty. I mean, that's pretty good. Yeah, that escalated quickly. It did escalate quickly. I enjoy that. If you could just like pop out a mustache really quick. I think it would be cool if you'd say, be like, boom, it escalated. I'm, try- I'm trying to be like you. See? A little bit. I think you should just sharpie it in, actually. It's probably going to work better for you. <laughs> yes. Yes. You got to love that kind of stuff. Okay. So what other <laughs> events are you going to be competing in for 2013? And what is that ungodly bell chiming noise? Uh, I'm staying at my buddy Will Wooten's place, and they have this old clock. Every 30 minutes, it goes off. <laughs> You're at Will Wooten's? Hey! What's up, dude? When are you going to take some cool pictures of me? (laughs) He he can't hear you because I have my headphones in. (laughs) Ask him. So when are you going to take some pictures of Brian? No, some cool pictures. Come on out. (laughs) Cool pictures. Cool pictures. I got to look good. Uh, 
Yeah. Like the ones you were talking about earlier, like the naked ones? Hey. <laughs> Why you gotta judge me, man? Of course I want naked ones. Why you gotta judge me? <laughs> I don't judge. This is a non-judgmental atmosphere. <laughs> yeah, you like my leather couch? It's so when you get sweaty, you stick more. <laughs> Gross, but that's okay. So, uh, you're, you're at Will Wooten's house. What do you, uh, how far away does he live from you? Um. Well, he lives... Like I live live up in Virginia, um, so right. it's probably a good six hours. But um, there's the Sumpner Enduro, or the Burnt Gin, um, was this past weekend, and then right. the Sumpner Enduro is at the same location this coming weekend. So I'm just staying here. Nice, nice. Yeah. Okay, so Sumpner Enduro. Now we know it's coming up for you this coming weekend, and then we've yeah. got Georgia's going to be in what two or three weeks. Yeah, it's in three weekends. Um, okay. Yeah. So that's the weekend after Dallas Supercross. Exactly. Okay. Okay. Yep. Can't travel, but I'd, I'll I'll be there at the bottom of a bottle somewhere. <laughs> if, if nothing else. If nothing else. Uh, I'm trying to see if we've got any more questions uh, in the chat room. So if anybody out there has some questions, go ahead and put them up on there so we can ask everybody. Good old Powhatan, Virginia. Oh, this is a good one. Okay, so for the East Coast guys, do most of the, you guys just ride out of your house? Or do they need places to ride like in the like the desert to go riding? What? Um, Maybe this guy's uh, a little confusing. Well I, well, I just ride right from my house. Like I have my shop in the back and I have a little motor track behind my house. And then I actually have a trail that goes over to um, Brandon Bowling's um, house um, and he has about a six mile loop over there um, so I can ride a good um, like 20 some miles right from my house so that's pretty awesome yeah okay so now uh, Ryan Sanders actually helped me out a little bit with it he's saying you know for them they've got to drive like two hours to kind of get out to places to go ride and stuff like that so for you it is a little bit easier than obviously you know having to worry about two hours yeah yeah we I have like a good um, five riding spots that are within 20-30 minutes from my house so um, so it makes it nice it would kind of suck to have to drive two hours to, to go ride yeah i definitely don't have anything that close uh i have to drive probably about 45 minutes to an hour just to get on the bike but yeah. what about you jacob do you have uh you know desert right there on the west coast next to you i do now i used i used to not i used to have to drive an hour and a half to the desert or any motocross track but now i can just ride out of my house so i'm That's stoked about awesome. that i can just yeah, dude, I have amazing trails, too. I'm still figuring it out, but like it, it just rained, so I was just out there just doing figure eights and turns all weekend. Right. Well, um, do you, what what city is it that you live close to again? Uh, feeling? Fe- feeling. What was the you, – you had a slogan earlier that you were telling me about. What was it? Oh, people always ask me, are you feeling high? Feeling high. Now I have. A, is that because of the elevation? I mean, is it just? Are you guys high in elevation? I, I think it's more for the name. And the high school is called Feeling High. Uh, <laughs> now I see. Now, mm, yep, totally get it. You're feeling? Are you feeling me, man? I'm feeling you, man. It's gonna escalate quickly here in a second. All right, we got yeah. a question here for Jake. How it feels to be so good that he can race an enduro cross night race with no lights? Uh, I mean, it feels awesome. I mean, I, I mean, I knew the course. I mean, it's just awesome. I had no clue what I was doing. It just kind of balls out. You know, it's the last race of the night. No one cares. You know, you just got to do it. Yeah. So, I now my question for this question is, what is he talking about? He is talking about the last round of the Enduro Cross Series in 2012 in Las Vegas. You rode it without a headlight. Yeah, I actually wasn't even supposed to be in the race, but I know the guys at the Baja Designs, and they just, uh, first they put a mountain bike light on, and then it, like, I had to, I'd have, I used to have the, uh, I had to have a cord come up, and I ripped the cord out, so for, like, the last three laps, I just rode without a light. 
You rode without a light on that course? Yeah, I did. Hmm. And Bakken's over there riding around with a broken boot foot in his boot. Y'all are dumb. I mean, it's just, <laughs> that's retarded. What did I tell you? That's yeah, that's true. We did have this conversation. Um, I mean, no, seriously, that's really impressive because I did watch that course on the TV or on the internet on my TV because that's how I do it. And I was afraid to go walk and get another beer because I thought I was going to trip on a rock in my living room. So the fact that you rode that with that headlight is pretty damn impressive. <laughs> yeah, dude, and you couldn't see me get stuck in the rock, so it's all good. Yeah, yeah, honestly, you didn't do those laps, did you? You just sat at the starting line once the light went out, yeah, and you're like, no, I rode them. Yeah, yeah, I rode them, yeah. I mean, you couldn't tell, so. Yeah, I was there. You weren't. Shut up. <laughs> so, uh, Brad, going yep. forward with the fact that this crazy-ass son of a bitch was on an enduro cross track in Las Vegas without a headlight, what would probably be one of the crazier things that you've done on a motorcycle recently? <laughs> And you don't have to tell us about your broken foot. That's nothing nowadays. Everybody does oh, that. Yeah. yeah, that was no big deal. Uh, <laughs> uh, uh, I don't know. At last year, the last GNCC and the last National Enduro were on the same weekend. Um, and Saturday was at Loretta's as the last GNCC. And I was running in fourth place in XE2 and blew up my 250F on like the fourth lap and then um, so I just happened to borrow one of my buddies 252 strokes just in case something went wrong with my 250F so I'd have something to ride for Sunday so I drove the six hours um, down to Alabama to do the National Dare the next day and got on the bike uh, adjusted the levers and then went out and won the first test by 47 seconds. So that was Man. cool. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. So uh, it was more like I just kind of said, screw it. I'm just going to pin it and see what happens. And it worked out. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, I actually have a question for you because I, I raced the Cycle Land Enduro, the, the T-Sex season opening this past weekend. And I mm -hmm. had a lot of trouble actually kind of getting my groove, if you will, in the first two rounds or first two tests. You yep. know, in the third and fourth, I did a lot better, but it was, I kind of talked to Brian Story, the guy, the double A behind me. I was like, you know, I'm, this is where I feel like I'm having problems and I feel like I'm not carrying speed well enough. Would you get done with a test and you're just like, that wasn't 100%, but I, you don't know where to make the change to go faster? Do you have a mental conversation with yourself, or is that a conversation you have, like with your dad, about you know riding techniques, or maybe your mechanic? You know, who do you go to to kind of make those changes and make things happen? Um, usually, I just I kind of try to think to myself um, what I did wrong in the section, what I need to focus on doing better in the following test. Um, Cause it actually, at that the last enduro I was talking about, um, I did really well in the first test, and then the second test, um, actually, I me and a, a lapper crashed into me, and I got stuck underneath his bike for a while, um, and he actually had to pick his bike and my bike off of me, and I knew I lost a ton of time in that test, and it was like a huge bummer. I got like twelfth, I think, in that test. Um, right. So then going into the following test, I just try to really just block it out and not even think about it and just kind of forget what I did wrong and just move on forward. All right, all right. I know I was having a lot of problems with actually with entry speed um, mm -hmm. into the corners, and then, of course, through entry speed, you're realizing that your exit speed is not really you know, being kept up and stuff. So it was kind of one of those, once I talked to Brian behind me, uh, Brian mm -hmm. about it behind me, it was kind of like, oh, that's what I need to work on. Yeah, yeah, you heard that right, Jacob. He was behind me. Did you like it? <laughs> hey, I mean, I'm not going to lie. He's passed me a couple times, and it's it's always been fun to watch him come from behind to in front. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know what you mean. Mm. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm just reading things that make me laugh. I apologize. Okay, so quickly, and not because I need to do it quickly, but because of the fact that we have almost reached our hour limit for the fact that I don't like to keep these guys from hey, their Brian. lives too much. What? You know, I, I've been kind of waiting this whole episode to hear if, like, you know, the one question, which is better, east or west? <laughs> and yeah, you haven't asked it. Okay. I, I was, like, preparing for it, you know, the whole which you know, is better than East or West? I'm going to say West, but, like, I went to GNCC once, and I got lapped. So I'm the, I, I stay out of their territory. Right. But, okay. Why is that? Because uh, there's nothing slow like that out here. I mean, there's trees, but it's just not the same. Right. So, uh, obviously, then, you can carry your speed in the more open areas, but... I would still say that a lot of the Rocky stuff you ride is still extremely technical. It's just that it's not technical where you guys, where you're talking about the East Coast wiggle, right? Yeah, I cannot do the East Coast wiggle for sure. I, hit, what, I dislike trees and I hit them for sure. Is, is Meg the one that told you you can't do the East Coast wiggle? Uh, no, I told myself that. I know I can't. Okay. Uh, and the thing I think is funny is... Me going to a GNCC, I think that's like wide open. That's like super fast stuff for me. Really? Really? Like, yeah, like national enduros are three times tighter than those. <laughs> really? I should do one. I want. You, I, I've done a. What have I done? I've done a GNCC and an OMA national. OMA was yeah, fun. Yeah. 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 It's just different, different stuff. I mean, I've, I've, um, went out to Paula for like one of the KTM demo things um or like dealer show back in the, um, a couple yeah. years ago and that's the only time i've even been on the west coast so i y'all are gnarly i would never want to go that fast <laughs> yeah and i would never want to go that slow <laughs> yeah uh, well i don't think it's slow i think it's fast in the conditions yeah because yeah. i know it's not slow it's just faster than me <laughs> so it's very unfortunate man everybody likes you brad thanks <laughs> I, I mean i i didn't mean that as in maybe they didn't but <laughs> <laughs> sorry people are like hey this guy should come ride with us how was you know your time last night with us <laughs> it's quite interesting. Okay, so I want to thank another one of our partners here at Seat Time, Powersport Graphics. So if you were to find them on the internet, it would be ridepg.com. They have a new feature that they've been pushing in that they would like to tell you guys about. It is their ready-to-ship option. So if you were to go find a kit that you really liked on their website, you go grab this guy, you're like, hey, I'm going to pick the ready-to-ship option. You know what that's going to do? That's going to save you 40% off of the price if you were to do custom logos and try to get everything you know super pimped out with maybe like your dad's auto parts store or something like that you don't need that you just go in there save 40 percent then your dad doesn't have to pay for it and you save a lot of money so ride pg we obviously thank them very much for the support of seat time please go check them out ridepg.com tell them seat time sent you say patrick hi what's up enjoy a pint full of awesome thank you for the awesome 40 percent off of the stickers kit Thank you. All right. I want to give you guys your chance now, not your choice, your chance to tell us where we can find you guys on the social internet media. And then, of course, you know, just what you're looking forward to, you know, just this is your last minute to shine. I'm going to start with Brad because East Coast is later time-wise. I don't know. Yeah, it it's like as much, but. 10, 20 here. Yeah. Um. Well, everyone can look me up on Twitter at just Brad T. Bakken. Um, What's the T for? My middle name, Thomas. Thomas? You know? Oh, yeah. Brad Thomas? My mom calls me BT, so I guess that's a nickname. <laughs> um, and then my Instagram is, I don't even know, I have to look it up. <laughs> it's Brad, Brad underscore Bakken. Um, and then um, 
my just Facebook Brad Bakken. So you can find me there. I try to post cool stuff, but who knows? Right. So maybe kind of cool stuff every now and again. Yeah, like here and there, you know, once a week or so. I like it. All right. Then what are you looking uh, We might have kind of already touched on this but a little bit, but what are you looking forward to? 2013, you know, what's going to make it freaking badass and awesome? Um, Really, I'm just looking forward to starting the Enduros off um, in these next couple of weeks um, and then just get started. I, I th- think a race almost every single weekend till the end of April. So just get her started, um, have some fun, and just – Try not to get hurt. <laughs> Again. Yeah. <laughs> more. Cool. All right. Jacob, your turn. We want all your information. Yo. And what the hell? We know you're looking forward to King of the Motos, but where can we find you on the internet and see those awesome censored naked pictures? Well, you can find out all my censored naked pictures on Instagram and Facebook. Not into Twitter. It's, it's just too complicated for me. You can find me at uh, Facebook at, uh, at argybright 911 and then uh, same for uh, Instagram at argybright911. And I try to be cool on, on Instagram, you know, post all those cool. Oh, I mean, man, I should do that. <laughs> I try to, I try to cool. Check out my yeah. technology, guys. Oh. <laughs> I mean, I, I try can, to be I cool can barely get on this pictures. thing, but. <laughs> That's okay. Yeah, so I know I, I try to post cool pictures, but I'm just not that cool. Like Brad over there. Yeah. How many followers do you have? Uh, Instagram, I'm Slack, and I'm like 280-some. And Twitter is like 550-some. What are you rocking there, Jacob? We saw you do that. Yes. Yes. 563 on Instagram. I don't know about awesome. Twitter. I don't How even know that? 563 people. What? That's what a is that? penguin doing the Bernie all day. What? <laughs> dog with a pumpkin up its ass oh yeah <laughs> we're, we're having instagrams wars now here Hold on. <laughs> east versus west what's up I all right I got here one. we go this is the challenge you guys put up pictures and i'll see if i can guess what it is there's a picture from loretta's oh the first wanna... double step turn i want to s- what Paul, let me go to my photos. Is that a is that two people on one bike? It is. We, me and my friend Levi, did a full lap of enduro cross on one bike. That's pretty gnarly. <laughs> yeah. Since one of those guys so, couldn't stand up, was his balls extremely black and blue? <laughs> I, I didn't want to ask him. Okay, so here's this. I don't know if you can see it. That's us going up the tires. Yeah. Now the aftermath. I was in front, thankfully. I wasn't, I wasn't getting it. That to the is a head into the other tires, it looks like. No, my butt's in his face. <sighs> that looks horrible. Wait, did I say that backwards? Oh, shoot. All right, what do you got, Brad? Uh, um, Will's trying to pull up one. He took some pictures this weekend. We did our photo shoot. Um. Here. I killed the brightness. Let's see if it worked. Got some arm swag. Oh, <laughs> arm swag. Oh. <laughs> it's straight up like you're in Philly or something, man. I'm trying. Those dudes are gnarly. All right, well, I can turn? tell you... That if I were to try to bring up any of my Instagram right now, it would be uh, my five-month-old son and my mustache and some other fun things that probably not many people want to pay attention to. That's why I don't have too many friends on Instagram. It's unfortunate, but it's true. That's okay. So I'm going to be friends with people one day, though. All right. For those of you that are still with us, you've been watching Seat Time. Where you can find Seat Time on the internet is seattime.co. That is the URL where you can find this show. If you want to find us on Facebook, it is facebook.com slash seattime. And, of course, we're on Twitter, seattime underscore co. And Instagram is just regular old seat time. It's pretty easy. It's not too much. So 
definitely thank you guys for being on the show it's been so much fun brad i'm really glad that you were able to get on jacob i appreciate the fact that you let meg uh you know beat you up the whole time while you were there that's fun uh, no i really yeah, appreciate th- it th- thanks for having me man yeah no it's been a first for uh both of you guys brad you've, we've talked in a while but it's first time live jacob first time for you but uh we have yeah. to do it again i want you guys to have the best luck as possible at all your races coming up and please uh, just keep us updated on it and let us know when you want to come on the show so we can talk about all the awesomeness. Word? Yeah, thank you. Word. I, I'm glad I was able to get on here about 15 minutes late. <laughs> That's okay. I'm pretty sure it was Will Wooten that was fucking you up the whole time. Yeah, he was, he was holding me down, you know. That son of a bitch. It's like, let go of my balls, man. I'm just trying to get online. <laughs> Jacob, Literally. don't let Megan beat you up too much, okay? <laughs> all right, I'm... I'm not sure what to do with my hands. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pretty sure we can come up with something, though. It's all right. Yeah. All right. See time. Always enjoy a pint full of awesome. We'll see you guys later. Next time, we'll be back Tuesday, episode 72. Yeah.